war in Ukraine, COVID, the Biden presidency, and the elections. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Folks, remember, for all your tree service, well, you want to call Yankee Tree. Call them today, 401 439-6028 439-6028 Yankee Tree Service YankeeTreeService.com What can they do? They do it all Tree trimming Experts based right in Lincoln Tree removal Since 2006 And also 24-7 emergency service available Call Yankee Tree Service today 439-6028 439-6028 Whether it's tree removal Stump grinding Tree pruning emergency service bucket truck service and bobcat service since 2006 they've been performing tree removal service on top of that nothing stumps yankee tree service they provide stump grinding enjoy your landscape without the eyesore as far as pruning well let them get up there oftentimes a tree can be pruned instead of cutting it down at yankee tree service their licensed arbiters help you decide what's best the treatment plan for your tree and maybe it's an emergency service did something come down call them today 439-6028 439-6028 if they have to they get right up there in the bucket yankee tree service since 2006 tree trimming experts give them a call 439-6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com you're listing to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. It's Tuesday. It's October 18th. Folks, it's an interesting development um, that is taking place right now. And it is starting to look like the Democrat Party. Now, we're going to talk. There's a lot of news right now. And one of the things I like about when there is, in fact, uh, an election is just the, the news. Those that are in office have to defend their positions they're in. But I'm looking at Democrats worry they peak too soon ahead of the midterms. And I'm starting to, have you noticed that? Early voting starts tomorrow in Rhode Island. But I am starting to also agree. And I actually mentioned this. Uh, you're going to hear. Um, I, 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 was, I think that it, they peak too soon. And I think this story that's in the Hill kind of backs that up, that they have cause for concern right now, that they're fading at a bad time ahead of the midterm elections. After a little bit of a summer surge, there was optimism. They could, you know, buck the trends and retain control of Congress. But a New York Times-Siena College poll found Republicans held 49-45 lead over Democrats. Generic ballot roughly one month before the election that represents a shift from september when it found the democrats so the republicans the red wave is slowly coming back i believe now it's going to be a red tidal wave i think people are fed up i think people do want change poll followed a trend among other surveys late september showed democrats leading republicans but it is either the the lead is either shrunk or it's just disappeared and it's a matter of timing right now you know gas prices are going up Biden is weak at the top, and then that brings us. Many of the, you know, summer polls showed that maybe the Democrat Party, you know, there was there was even starting to be a feeling that President Biden had kind of calmed the waters a little bit, and that people were saying, okay, you know, maybe they, maybe he could do four more years. Maybe he will be on. I, I, does anyone think that right now? Does anyone think that? But the Senate is also Herschel Walker is really swinging back in Georgia. And Dr. Oz, that is almost a dead even race. Now, they have a big debate coming up. It's uh, on the 25th. So I think it's a week from tonight. Yeah. The um, the Pennsylvania race. So the, the races around, you know, the country, some of these very important Senate races, they're really closing the gap. But right now, it is starting to look they're slightly favored to win the Senate, but that is evaporating. And I'm starting to think that it's going to go the other way. Now, closer to home, several things. Now, Channel 12, I want to credit Channel 12, folks. If you go to the website, petro.com Governor McKee is in, I, I just, he's in a full-scale war with Channel 12. I don't think Channel 12 has done anything wrong. I think the reporting has been right on the money. 
They don't get the straight answers from the McGee campaign. So they find other ways to get the information. And every time they do that, Governor McKee seems to double down and get angrier. But let's just be very clear. This business of the RICAS scores. So for Governor McKee to still try to say that during the debate, he stood on the Channel 12 debate stage a week ago, last Tuesday night, and it was Governor McKee against his Republican challenger, Ashley Kalis, and Governor McKee said he didn't have the test scores. Channel 12, through their own reporting and investigating, have found that, in fact, the state received these test scores, you know, that map out exactly these are the standardized test scores, that they actually received them the day before the Democrat primary, September 12th. Now, they could have released something on the 12th. If that had happened, Helena Folks beat him at the ballot box on that Tuesday. It's also interesting. You know, the governor, Governor McKee right now is advertising, or he put out something on social media that they need volunteers for the campaign. When's the last time you saw that? A sitting governor who can't get people to want to volunteer in his campaign. I think that's really interesting. Three weeks out from the election, three weeks to go. We are going to be at the polls. I mean, when you think about that, I, I don't think I've ever seen that before, at least not that they were even advertising that they kind of needed volunteers. Now, if you want to um, just wonder, there is a high-profile volunteer that's, that's on the campaign. You can read about it. But today is Tuesday, October 18th. Next Tuesday is the 25th. Then the, the next Tuesday is November 1st, and then we're going to vote on the 8th. So count it out. The election is one, two, three weeks from today, three weeks to go. Um, you could read the story. I, I've never heard of a situation where uh, Pork Boy, Dan York down the dial, is, is admitting he's, he's now a, a, he's a campaign worker for Governor McKee. And may, maybe part of the problem is that, you know, McKee is so desperate, doesn't have anyone. But that crosses over. It's up to the Kalis campaign, though, if they want to do anything about it. What I think is interesting is now you have a campaign worker who is giving a gift of his time and at the same time, you know, basically acting as a – there's a campaign worker acting as a surrogate on the radio. I, I just if, – if that's ever happened before, I don't remember anything like that. I certainly don't remember anyone at Channel 10 channel 12 um i don't remember anything like that on the radio i i think the way governor mckee and pork boy they the two buddies the two they fancy themselves the kings of cumberland i think the way they viewed it was well if ashley wants fair time she can come in here you know and thinking that he would then like rake her over the coals and go after i i view it the other way it's actually on mckee He's getting a gift in kind, and I'm sure it's a non-reported gift in kind contribution, which is he has a surrogate, a campaign worker on the airwaves. So that's up to the Kalis campaign. I asked her about it yesterday. They seemed a little thrown on it. I know they're focused on other things, but it, it's an easy to understand thing. I, I think the two Dans, McKee and York, they think of it as ha ha ha. Yeah, if she says she wants to come on, I'll like pulverizer and just totally you know go after it and like demolish her on the air i view it as you know what if a, a campaign worker from mckee started giving free gas to the campaign and then it wasn't reported that's a gift in kind contribution you're supposed to report that stuff if someone is you know providing food for the mckee campaign what if a campaign worker was then giving them free rent all those things have to be reported so I view it uh, I, more as the, if the Catalyst campaign wants to go after, it's, it's really the McKee campaign they want to go after. Um, but it, I, I don't recall a campaign worker having access three hours a day. Now, again, anyone can argue about this isn't about where someone ranks or ratings or anything like that. It's really about the candidate and one of his workers and kind of going around the end system. But speaking of this business, I want to get back to the business of the scores. So Governor McKee is trying to say that when he stood on the Channel 12 debate stage that he was right on point when he said that he didn't have them, that the Department of Education, folks, no one believes that. He is, this is like totally ridiculous. Here's the, the, the gist of the story. 
they get the scores on September 12th day for the primary. They don't want to release them. And that that maybe Helena folks lost by 3,000 votes. I, I don't know if she could have gotten 3,000 more people on primary day to vote for, but it, probably some could have shifted it some way. And then McKee really would have been on his heels. That would have been a big day before the primary story. So they've been holding on to them. They, they said they're going to release them after the election. They made it political. Now, Governor McKee stood in the debates and said, we, we, we don't have them. And tried to make it like, well, the vendor hasn't like delivered them. Think of like a post, like the post office or, you know, a mail, mail carrier where you say, no, they, they haven't delivered them to my house and then channel 12 checks with the the post office and they say no they you know we delivered them we delivered them to him he's got them and then governor mckee backs off and says well yeah but they're in my mailbox i haven't gone out to my mailbox to get them listen when he was on the stage last tuesday on channel 12 he thought he was on safe ground by saying we don't have them he didn't think of that and now the vendor by the way is going underground and the vendor won't say anything but the vendor did initially tell channel 12 that they they had delivered them to the state so now the new excuse is the state has them but he just they haven't processed them i mean is there anyone that actually believes this um they don't so the score is going to be bad but now there's a new controversy that has even popped up so you have last night was a big night with the superman building now i also want to mention i did go i attended i should say the cd2 congressional two debate last night it was at the university of rhode island and it was cranston mayor alan fung and um seth magazine or the general treasurer now they're debating tonight but they're debating that on channel 12 and for those of you that have fios there's still a problem that that uh, wpri is not carried by fios right now they have dropped them because they have a disagreement so what channel 12 and this is the ted white um uh, ted nisi tim white channel 12 debate with the two candidates mayor alan fung and then seth magaziner so what they're going to do is they're going to air it on CW, which I, I don't watch that. I don't think a lot of people watch it. I know they promote it. But this is actually, I think, an advantage for... If you're in the lead, which Alan Fung is, I think it's actually an advantage for him. Last night I did attend, and General Treasurer Seth Magazina kept interrupting. He was very rude, very entitled. Um, he wants to make this entire race, the CD2 congressional race to replace Jim Langevin, saying that... This is all about abortion, and it's all about that they want to take away Social Security. It's all scare tactics. He has no plans. Uh, it was, it was, you know, a def- definitely a Democrat-leaning uh, set of questions, and then the crowd definitely leaned in that direction. So I'm more anxious to see how Mayor Fung's going to do, but I, I think it actually plays to his favor less people that watch it and just because of the nature of the dispute less people will in fact see it some people may flip over but other people what happens if you're trying to find something and then you can't find it i think people just give up and then they just end up watching something else or doing something else so that is um but that's the whole fear i i think mayor fung needs to lay out a little bit this whole business of it's it's going to go to the republicans if seth magazine actually won the race and then kevin mccarthy the republicans take over congress he would basically be like the jv team to cicilline that's what it would be the jv team to cicilline be a freshman congressman and with the party that's not in power so it'd be at the back of the bus but last night in providence the council approved these millions in tax breaks for the superman building and for the first time people are getting an idea of the quote affordable rents in this superman building are you ready for the studio apartment 2200 this is the superman building and the developers getting all these tax breaks this is the dan mckee project one bedroom apartments three thousand dollars you want a two-bedroom apartment in the superman building four thousand dollars 
three-bedroom apartment in the Superman building, $5,200. This is the McKee affordable housing. This is ridiculous. This is a gift to labor. The only reason Governor McKee is doing this is, again, because the union's no-bid contract. The developer, he's getting all this money from the state. The whole thing, it's going to cost $220 million. And they say affordable housing is going to be a $5,000 apartment. Folks, it's it's just absolutely um, ludicrous. But this is, this is, again, does this, the property would, uh, they, they get a big break in taxes and then the state's giving them money. Uh, does, does anyone really think that that's an idea of affordable housing? I mean, that is just, again, totally insulting. But this has nothing to do with whether or not should this be done should be the state be bailing no of course not no absolutely not this is this isn't about that this is a gift to labor so between the soccer stadium that's one gift right where they get to build a 150 to 200 million dollar stadium think of the money they're going to make off that that's a no-bid contract so they can uh, juice up the price they don't have to submit a competitive bid the price will be 25-30% what it over what it should be. Superman building. That's another over 220 million. Uh no, again, they'll they'll make a fortune off of that. Again, that's not a that's not a bid, put it out to bid. The unions get that. That's what these are. These are gifts to labor. You ever see the movie uh, Goodfellas, right? After they get a score, what do they do? They got to pay, right? Pay the tribute up to the boss. That's what this is. That these are the gifts. Everyone that supports this, it's not that it makes sense. It's not that the public should be given the money. It's all the paying tribute. Okay, we here is here is my tribute to you. Here is my donation. Blah blah blah. And they, you know, pay the the tribute to the in in the movie the mob boss. And boy, the mob bosses, the union bosses, were out last night. They have their claws into Seth Magaziner. It's also comical. Seth Magazine of the General Treasurer last night in the CD2 debate with Cranston Mayor Alan Funk was talking about bringing manufacturing jobs back to Rhode Island. I mean, you have Governor McKee, Sabina Matos, the Mayor of Pawtucket, uh, all of them walking a picket line for the laborers against a private company in Pawtucket, a private company. What do you think a regular business thinks when they see that? And by the way, I've heard that one of the ways that Governor McKee, one of the ways that they got, uh, there was a no vote in the commerce with uh, a, a commerce when they were voting on the soccer stadium, that one of the people voted, they, they abstained from voting, a non-vote. Now, I've heard it's because they promised that person that they would not try to unionize his business, that if he did vote in favor of it, or voted against it, I should say, if he voted against it, that then they would do a full court press to try to unionize his workplace. So that's, you know, shame on the business person that the way he keeps the unions out is he sits on commerce, and the reason he does it is so then he can trade, you know, no vote, yes, no, or non-vote. A non-vote was a vote in favor of it. Remember, Governor McKee, they didn't say, we need you to vote for it. They said, just don't vote. I heard it was, if you don't vote for it, then the unions promise they won't try to go into your business and, and unionize. So all forms of corruption. Folks, it's Tuesday. We're going to talk to Donna Perry about some of the national races. It's all right here on the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 401- 885-4209 in Massachusetts you can reach them at 508-252-3359 propane heating and cooling it's propane plus their team's been there three generations they're available 24 7 for service and delivery and they plan on serving you for a long time to come they offer online billing ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button and remember all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment it's propane plus and remember with propane it's affordable sustainable equitable good for the environment and now it's renewable call propane plus today at 401-885-4209 in massachusetts call them at 508-252-3359 they're very easy to navigate website 
It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them, 401-885-4209. We go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, tobecrow.com. Joining right now, she is one of my siblings, an independent columnist, opinion maker, always in the know as far as politics. It is Donna Perry. And DJ, I'd like to start off. Uh, last week, um, we saw the very much anticipated first gubernatorial debate in Massachusetts uh, between Healy and Jeff Deal. And I'm anxious to hear now that the dust has settled. How do you think the two candidates did? And where do you think this leaves us with the race? Yes, and good to be with you, J.D. Um, it was good to at last see them side by side. It has not been uh, you know, the most widely covered fireworks gubernatorial race. Um, and I, I would just say I, I think it was a shame that I thought Deal did pull out some, you know, I think he tried to put Healy uh, feet to the fire a little bit. But I have said this for a few weeks. Number one, John, I just think it's very late um, in, in that in terms of where we are in the calendar. But I do think, you know, Healy determined early on that her only playbook is, you know, attached deal to Trump. And, and that was what she came right out on. So I don't think that's a surprise. And I think she mostly thinks that's really all she had to do. And I so I think in, in terms of um, what deal did try to put, uh, I think, some very important things on the line. And he he also made the point about uh, illegal immigration that that has become a little more on the ground in Massachusetts in terms of there is an effort now to reverse the legislature right. to give free to give driver's license to illegals. Now, well, it's I think go that's, on the ballot. So, right. And, yeah. and so it's a referendum question. They tried, you know, they yeah. put it in, you can reverse it. And I would just say I had thought for a while, like, I think that's a very big issue and he can run a lot with that. Yeah. Baker, who is a moderate, and then he can bring a lot of independence along. Um, Baker has had said he did not think it's a good idea to have the the driver's licenses. And, right. and I think Deal finally got that out and he tried to hold Healy to an answer for that and said, well, this is a way to automatically make them voters. You know, JD, that's what's behind it. It is yes. um, because it, be, it gives someone what? A government ID. Let's that's face right. it. Yes. Now, Healy and other people tried to say, no, that's not exactly how it's going to work. But that's kind of baloney because it is going to work that way. So I think that's like a very, very significant issue. It is tied into the referendum thing on the ballot. I think a lot of the people in the state don't favor it. So I I think Deal did score some points on that. Um, I also think that, you know, he he has tried to talk about Massachusetts, very liberal, and, and there are a lot of families and parents. They don't like what they're seeing um, in these extremes, I would call it, of the curriculum where you're yeah. seeing, you know, things brought in at the very low, you know, K to eight level, very young grades um, and, and putting, you know, certain parts of the curriculum that I think a lot of parents, if they understood that's what's being planned, you know, don't want to see that. So I thought the fact that he got that kind of message out um, at this point in the calendar, I think it was pretty widely seen. I think it had, you know, decent ratings for where it ran. And then the media, obviously all the clips are everywhere online. So, you know, I think he did a good job, John. I just think what is a little bit disappointing is that with someone like a Healy, you have to really take the fight to her. Yeah. Um, you know, so Donna some Perry, of that. Do you think, how much do you think, I, I'm just going to say, I mean, how much do you think that the Trump, whatever people want to call it, the umbrella, mm-hmm. how much that just, you know, what some people just don't understand. That is a non-starter for a lot of people. I, it's certainly with independence. I know people may say, you know, well, in Massachusetts, but it's. The, the problem that I see with that is, and they can't deny it. I mean, you know, they did, they got the endorsement and the robocalls, but there's a reason why Baker did two terms and was able to kind of keep them at arm's length. Yes. And, and you're, you're seeing the problems when you run into, when you try to, you know, grab that and then you're dealing with independence in a state like Massachusetts. Well, that's all, that's all, 
the whole picture is right there, yeah. John. Like, see, the thing is, I've, I've often said this in politics. You don't want to, why waste your gas on yeah. the, the vote you already have? Right. John, the Trump voter yeah. is automatically with deal. So right. you're not like this is always lost to me that, that longtime people in politics don't get that. That's yeah. not who you're playing to. No, you know, not, you're, you're not gaining them. They're already with not, you. They're right. So you don't need to like and they call, you know, you can do that through mailers and all that stuff. You reach voters in different ways. But on the airwaves and on social media, you want to get people who and there are plenty, I would argue, tens of thousands of voters who probably feel rather lukewarm about Maura Healy. Um, and she does have a very liberal record and she just doesn't really seem like she would take the state from a centrist point of view like a baker and i just think it's a shame that like he him like barking down the road of i'm proud if i had trump's like that's not you know you already have those people i know you're not gaining anything and i just want to share and i want to be very clear these are my words not those of donna perry but so Thursday night, there was a debate, and it was uh, Province Journal and Plessy and Donis of Rhode Island Public Radio. And yep. and again, Ashley Kalis, who, you know, she, I thought she had a good debate last Tuesday night. I, I didn't think she did as well uh, Wednesday night. She's uh, against a, a very, God, he's, he's like making so many mistakes themselves. It's all, you know, self-inflicted <laughs> right. wounds with Governor McKee. He's like tripping all over himself. But they asked her in a lightning round about Massachusetts is going to vote on this. Yeah. And she seemed, and I was there. She was totally caught off guard. I don't think she was fully listening to the question. She asked them to repeat the question. Mm. And then she just agreed with Governor McKee. Yeah, no, it's decided. Actually, no, it wasn't decided. Because as I have said, I believe that Rhode Island, if you put that on the ballot, and if if mass votes, no, you're not going to, we're not going to have any more. Where do you think those people are going to come to get a driver's license? They're going to come right over the border into Rhode Island to get one. Uh, uh, yeah. There was, there was an accident back in April of this guy that pulled an illegal U-turn on Route 10 right in Silver Lake. And and he, he killed this this 75-year-old woman. Wow. And, and and it turned out he, he, he lived right around there in Oneyville, but he had a Massachusetts driver's license. And he didn't speak English. Yeah. So he was an illegal that got a driver's license. And – you would see much more of that. The one thing I'll say is I think I don't know if Beal, Jeff Deal can make enough of an issue for that. But I believe if that were I'm, these are my words now, if that went on the Rhode Island ballot, should Rhode Island give out driver's license to illegals? Donna Perry, I'm telling you, it fails seven to 70 to 30. Right. And I'm and- telling you that people people right now, they're not even aware of it. And, and again, these are my words, but it was a missed opportunity by Ashley Kalis to differentiate herself from Governor McKee. Also, very good point, John. And yeah. she still has time because the other thing is... She, there's... Just, she missed it, you know? It was yeah. like she missed it. It was right there. It was there for the taking. But you got to, you know, it's all the whole thing with the debates are new. you got to be really listening the whole time. Seem really thrown off by that. Um, Ian Donis, I think he was, you know, he was actually... It was pretty good that he even asked it. Now, Donna Perry, I also want to ask you, since you worked, obviously, in media and and, and also on the political side, there was a situation last week with an NBC reporter in Philadelphia, kind of the first in-person sit-down interview with, he's the lieutenant governor, John Fetterman, who's running against Dr. Oz for that Senate seat. And the guy had a stroke back in the spring, and he's really been limited. And that's the first time a reporter's been in the room with him. And he had to use a closed caption device. He's a huge guy. He weighs over 300 pounds. And he had this massive stroke and his, you know, his speaking ability is off and he needs to, to look at what you're saying to him. And she happened to mention when they were trying to make small talk beforehand that he basically couldn't understand them because they didn't have the closed caption device. She came under tremendous heat and criticism from people like Kara Swisher, the New York Times, and these right. others. And, and, and she was saying, hey, I was the first one in the room. What you were doing was a Zoom call where he could look at the closed caption device. So I'm curious your thoughts on how that maybe plays with the voters and the way that some of these members of the media really, Savannah Guthrie was then even like, 
questioning the reporter, but I give her credit for standing her ground. Like, you don't understand. We were the first ones in the room with him. Absolutely. And I, uh, I just think the reporter's piece was an excellent and, and very rare piece of what we're seeing this season, John, where, where this is a, the big Democrat. These, this state, that election is right on the line. And I thought yep. she really showed. And when she represented that and she said, I feel very unclear that when the captions were not on the device, that he was actually even able to follow yeah. my conversation to him. Right. Uh, John, I'm, I'm sorry. And, and look, for the rest of the media, and by the way, I think NBC has a black mark on their own. Like for them to like cave to just like they needed to be part of the rest of the media right. mob. I don't want to say that, but like they really did. And I thought that was awful for yeah. them to almost have her on to like be interrogated by, yes. you know, Queen Savannah Guthrie. She's interrogating her own colleague. The piece was so clearly laid out. It she was. interviewed him. But here's the difference between her and the New York Times Kara Swishers of the world. She was not going to help him look good, bad, or right? She right. was like, he wants to be in the U.S. Senate. This is yeah. a very notable situation. And I thought it was actually journalism. And you know what, John? A lot of the rest of the mainstream media, they didn't like recognize it, you know? <laughs> Like she's doing journalism and look, she is. I just would say this too about the great hypocrisy by the rest of the media with all the jabs that they have taken at uh, some of the main Republican, you know, candidates, a Dr. Oz or okay. Herschel Walker, he has a lot of his own problems, but it is perfectly fine for everyone every night. And Oh, Herschel Walker is like a complete dummy and he built all this stuff. Can we only imagine if, if in that Pennsylvania race, if it had been Oz who had had some kind of a stroke. Oh, my and if, God. Right? They'd and if the Republican could not articulate a sentence, they would go crazy. They would say, this person is not qualified to be in the U.S. Senate. So just I just thought, yeah. talking points, Donna Perry. You know, uh, look at this is what people with disabilities have to deal with. Excuse me. Hold <laughs> There's a difference. Someone that has a disability. This guy's trying to pass it off. That he's actually fine. This is six year term you're talking about. And this is absolutely fair game. It doesn't mean anyone wishes him ill will. There's a difference between, you know, someone has where they've revealed what their quote disability is. You know, obviously it's obvious right. with someone like a Langevin in a wheelchair. But it's certainly, I think the voters have a right to know. And Kara Swisher as well, maybe you're just lousy at small talk. Talk about bias in going oh, after that I young mean, reporter. Right. Well, the New York Times is nervous because, you know, the Pennsylvania is very important to the uh, to the math here about yes. how far the Democrats get with the Senate seats. You know, that was just unbelievable. And it was yeah. poor form. And I also think for NBC News to interrogate their own reporter yeah. in that way. Oh, and I, it, yeah, it's just bad form. And, and just last on this, look. That is a job, but this, the idea that you're comparing that to people who have a disability, people want the most support for someone who has a disability, of course. That is not what this is. This is a guy who had a stroke, a setback, and I'm sorry, it just might not be correct for him to be in a job. There's only a hundred senators. They basically run the U.S. government in many ways. John, they're asked to read 800 page pieces of legislation. Right. Um, I'm sorry. I, I would say in and, any and, and, case, and, and, you know, converse in real time, right. right? Like you're right there and, and they're hearing, having a hearing and, and so forth. But one last thing about this is, you know, why did this young reporter, why did she have to defend herself? I mean, why wasn't Savannah Guthrie saying, I want to point out that, you know, her name, she was the first one to actually be in the room. Like, that's what really struck me, Donna Perry, was right. talk about, like, not, not who, you know, who you want in a foxhole. But you're exactly right. NBC basically started to cave along with the mob and start grilling her uh, in an inquisition, almost acting like she had done something wrong. Yeah, like I mean, they were they were like apologizing for the yes, report. Yeah. <laughs> for the truth. Just, you for know? that remark. And what is she supposed to do? The guy's got a computer screen when he is going to do one debate with Dr. Oz. He's insisted that they have this closed caption so he can 
he can't fully hear you in real time. It sounds garbled, so he has to look on the screen, and they have a Siri device that shows him what you're saying. Um, you know, they, you don't know the extent of, of which he has. I mean, it doesn't mean that someone deaf or blind or mute couldn't, couldn't right. serve, but I would argue it would be certainly helpful to the voters if they knew person was a mute or deaf or and that blind. that's why the, so. i'll just finish on that that's why the mass media um really really resented the report because none of them wanted to do a report like that wow, and didn't. the, the Folks, voters see it quick break much more head donna perry right here on the john DePietro show it's getting cold already this winter keep your family your employees warm with matthews oil company Call them today, 401-942-7500. Matthews Oil Company, 24-hour emergency service. For over four generations, they make it easy to keep your home comfortable and safe. Trusted oil delivery. Call Matthews Oil Company today, 401-942-7500. You can find them online, matthewsoil.com. Matthews Oil, Premier Dealer, Rhode Island, delivering the highest quality heating fuels at Matthews Oil. They take pride providing reliable, affordable service for you and your family. Celebrating 90 years of service. Call them now. It's going to be a cold winter. Get that tank filled. Call Matthews Oil Company today. 401-942-7500. In an emergency, they offer 24-hour emergency service. Matthews Oil Company. 401-942-7500. We're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker. It's Donna Perry. DJ, um, I sent you that story. I mean, I, I like the fact there are even people pushing back on it, saying, you know, Democrats' worst nightmare may come true deja vu of a 50-50 Senate. Right. There's a lot of people saying, well, that's actually not their worst nightmare. Their worst nightmare is actually they're going to lose the Senate right now. I think you can really feel the momentum shift in these midterms. I, I think it has shifted back into the Republican corner. I, I really do. And, you know, these these four states, when it's we talk about Pennsylvania and we'll talk about, you know, Georgia, Wisconsin, Nevada, those watch. These are the four, you know, and the Democrats really thought that they had the opponent, the Republican opponent on the run. Um, and when you're starting to look at this, yeah, the DNC, John, now there's some finger pointing going on. Number one, it was also they were noting that the the Senate, you know, uh, majority pack, whatever it is, is, was not keeping up money wise with the way the Republicans would put, were putting the money in those races. And yep. I just think so a couple of things about where these races are going. I think that things famously, this is how politics is. They call it. It closes in. It closes in. The average person doesn't have time to pay attention through all, you know, all the months. But now they really take a look at it. And I would just say, um, you know, you, they, the media has made such a big deal on uh, Pennsylvania and Georgia. So, but despite, I would say one thing on Walker, despite everything being thrown at him, J.D., that is a dead heat. So, it is. And, and, you know, as bad as it, it was, a lot of people are still saying that you know, they, they will to look past it. He still has, you know, three weeks. He still has three weeks. He seems yep. to be getting his feet back under him. And Donna Perry, I also want to touch on, you know, the problem with this Fetterman Oz race is I, I would just argue his health is now the top item, right, for the voter for the, on the ballot. Absolutely. That's what really they're going to be voting at. And talk about uh, that's going to be, you know, that's going to be like a Super Bowl type of thing to watch the debate. He cannot afford, you know, because sometimes he even mispronounces words. I mean, there's clearly the guy is struggling. But those are two big races, Georgia right now and also Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, I think that the, the Democrats did not count on this stuff now being nail biters down to the wire. Um, you know, there are, you know, some of their friends in the media, you know, Oz was just ridiculed and for months, John, and then Fetterman got this whole stroke and gets sick and everything. I mean, they were trying to make an issue of where Oz really lives. I don't think that mattered. No. He does live in Pennsylvania. Right. He could have, he had his home in New Jersey. Well, many people cross the states like that. So there's that. Um, and I would also note those two, Nevada, Laxalt is now, now they thought um, that this person who's been the incumbent, Cortez Masto, 
John, she's not doing that well. She no. she's just been a Biden rubber stamp and lacks yep. all. Um, I've said this before. His father was a mainstay. That's they are big in Nevada. Right. Big name. I, yes. I think this guy's going to pull it out. They'll take. So now the Republicans, if they take that, if Pennsylvania, if Oz really upsets the equation there. And you also seeing in Wisconsin where Ron Johnson, again, oh, the yeah. media piled on. Well, he has turned it around he and has. he is pushing back. On and crime. Yes. Crime. Yes. Yeah. So, you know, the, the Dems are in a panic because these are these three big state races. And the, can you imagine if they lose the Senate? I mean, oh, my God. They were so confident. One yes. other thing on the issues, if I may, John. Like, Go ahead. I, th- I think since the summer, two big things. They really miscalculated that abortion would be the big, big yes. central issue. Right. You're going to clean the clock with that. I, I don't see it. That's no. not turning out that way. They it's also, gonna... they have underestimated the problem with this economy and the runaway prices. John, not only has inflation not gone away as we crawl into November, it's getting worse. It is. So whether it's Biden or uh, Secretary Raimondo at Commerce and all these people and they've watered it down and they played it down, J.D., they don't have an answer. And you know what? The average person feels financial pressure they don't really care about his people are saying, well, it's a global recession. They don't care. They're no. not happy. They feel the financial squeeze. Um, it, it is worse as we crawl into November. And I think that's, that is the number one issue. It's really been that way all year. All these side issues, that's what they're going to vote on, in my view. So I think the Democrats could maybe crawl to the finish line. The Senate, they're absolutely going to lose the, the U.S. House. Yeah, well, and then uh, another big Senate seat, obviously, um, is, well, there's several. Uh, Grassley is only a couple points up, but that Ohio Senate race, J.D. Vance. Oh, right, right. Tim Ryan, that's a big one. Folks, again, we're speaking with independent columnist, opinion maker Donna Perry. DJ, former President Barack Obama has made waves. And I kind of like when both he, and I'll give credit both him and Hillary Clinton, but, you know, saying about this, he's not afraid to speak out about woke culture, woke culture. And, you know, uh, in the past, like, you know, the whole Carvel, Hillary, this whole business, like defund the police. You and I have talked about Carvel saying that's the most ridiculous slogan he's ever heard. But what do you make of Obama and coming out and saying that, you know, the Democrats many times you don't want to be the party that's a buzzkill and right. just, like, such like the it. party of the the woke culture. I remember when uh, President Obama was funny. You know, you have these people and they. They get on Twitter and they think they're so woke and they put out this big tweet and they they think they've done something or accomplished something. And he's saying, I'm I'm here to tell you, you haven't accomplished anything <laughs> like that's not being involved. That's not being engaged. But what I want to hear your thoughts on Obama and his criticism of the party. Well, I think uh, if they would listen, he's actually given them some advice here um, yeah. because, J.D., how long can this go on? I think what, right. what he's trying to say, and he said, you know, p- nobody likes feeling like they're forever walking on eggshells, uh, whether it begins in academia and then, you know, you have the Twitter mobs and they, you know, they want to go after everybody for, you know, this and that. And I think he's trying to say that you're not resonating. Ordinary people don't look at all of these, you know, don't like parse everyone's words all day long. And they don't have the luxury of time to do that. They're too busy working, maybe two jobs and all this other stuff. So Obama calling out his party, I think, and it is very interesting that he is doing this um, at this time. And, And maybe he just feels that, Someone has to like who who would see he's like an untouchable. Right. So I don't know who's going to mock him. And so right. I think he probably feels he can get away with with saying that. But I think he's trying to give them political advice and say, look, you're talking over people's heads. You're yeah. talking around them. The average person does not get fixated on pronouns. Um, yes, the average person right. You know, um, do you remember Carvel has started to say, you know, they don't like you. You're not enjoyable to be around. Right. No one likes to be criticized in that way. What I find interesting about it, though, Donna Perry, is, I mean, slowly 
Obama is almost like he was like the cool one of the Democrat Party. He's almost becoming that maybe he's like almost conservative compared to some of the, (laughs) you know, the progressives where, you know, he's not he's not cool enough. Right. Well, he's also he's becoming almost like an elder statesman, you know, like an of the party. And he's he is. And he's kind of saying, look, um, no, a lot of them think he was, you know, not really a little more conservative than liberal compared to some of the progressives. Um, And maybe, John, he's trying to signal to to Biden's team and say, stop being so afraid, deathly afraid of the progressives, because it's actually not a winning formula for you. No, that's right. Now, also, uh, Donna Perry, finally, um, the uh, I, I had sent to you. So you have the vice president, Kamala Harris, and there she is out campaigning with the governor of Michigan, who's <laughs> also being Gretchen Whitmer, who's being touted as a possible presidential candidate for uh, 24. Now, there's a list of them now. I would kind of put Gavin Newsom, the governor of California, in the mix. Now, Biden... You know, he had been saying now he is going to run, but it, it, it just seems as though things are collapsing again between the Saudis um, and, and what's mm. happening with oil. But yep. uh, what, what is your take on Harris and the governor of Michigan kind of palling around campaigning together like, yeah, we're we could be, you know, the team for 2024? Well, you know, I, I do think it was interesting uh, if you read her body language and I thought the write up by if it was Politico it was very, very good or Axios, but, you know, it, it almost seemed though, John, she was like kind of overly trying to look chummy and she's yeah. laughing, very complimentary to Gretchen Whitmer, who, who she may seem though, see as a future rival. Um, yes. And I think, you know, they, the article that I saw, they, you know, what they made the point of why it's not so that Whitmer herself is such a striking figure, but she, by ironically, she was elevated by Trump, by him having, you remember these very public yes. battles with her. And it was actually at the height of the pandemic, I believe, and how Michigan was, you know, was, or wasn't like, you know, keeping track of their, you know, um, things they were supposed to be passing out and, and all that stuff. And so she kind of got caught up in that. And then there was the plot to kidnap her and that gets elevated. And I'm not laughing at that, but I'm just saying she kind of um, is seen as a rising star. And very importantly, because the Democratic Party in recent decades, John, they have they have lost a big hold on a state like Michigan. Yeah. And they have really lost a lot of steam in the Midwest. Yeah. And that is a big reversal for them. When you talk about the presidential map that, you you know, they're seeding a lot of the Midwest to the Republicans. And a lot of it is because of, like we say, this far left, you know, uh, brand imprint that that they're putting out there. And I think they may look at a state like Michigan, um, that she would be a significant, you know, let's be honest, they do look at the state that let's say someone does is in the running for the the presidential campaign, you know, um, and she that puts her in a very prime seat. So we'll see. I think Harris and her, you know, there's a lot of time. But in the other hand, you and I have said, John, there's actually not a ton of time for people to begin to lay out the roadmap for for 24. Folks, again, she is independent columnist, opinion maker, Donna Perry. DJ, great job as always. And we will talk to you again. You bet. The next time you have an emergency, head straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122 in Johnston, or East Greenwich 5750 Post Road. AtMed Urgent Care. Urgent health care facility providing comprehensive outpatient health care to individuals, families, specializing in ambulatory medicine, diagnostic treatment service, AtMed Urgent Care. They provide immunization, school, sports physicals. They're a cost-efficient healthcare alternative to hospital-based emergencies. They're open seven days a week, walk-in routine urgent care, minor surgical, orthopedic and trauma, work-related injuries, physical exams, drug testing, full laboratory services, and with AtMed Urgent Care, they offer mononuclear antibody infusions. You, someone in your family suffering from COVID, you want to go straight to AtMed Urgent Care. Two locations, Johnston, 1524 Atwood Avenue, Suite 122, or East Greenwich, 
5750 Post Road, online at atmedurgentcare.net. The Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them. All year round, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. To the John DePietro Show, it's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. Remember, weekdays, 11 to 2. But visit the website, dePietro.com. That's the best way to reach me. There's a direct link. Contact John. We also have all our sponsors right there. We have unique, original reporting, stories, videos. Also, all our links to social media, whether it's Facebook, when we do Facebook Live, or YouTube, or Twitter. It's all right there at the website, dePietro.com. And then remember, once you're there, you can also visit the shop. We have great gifts that you can get. It's a happening. All links to the show. Plus, if you ever miss any part of the show, it's all right there under radio show right there folks it all starts by logging on at dipetro.com and on the left hand side you can always listen live again all our links everything begins and ends right there at the website dipetro.com this is the perfect time of year to have some paving done for your home residential commercial seal coating and patios make it letter j j perry paving they provide high quality fair pricing exceptional service call them today for a free estimate 401 732 1730 the next couple of months get your driveway prepared for winter time call j perry paving today for a free quote 401 732 1730 licensed and insured contracting company committed to meeting their clients needs no matter how big or how small whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed call j perry paving today affordable smooth safe to drive on aesthetically appealing remember even asphalt can be recycled reused call them for a free quote letter j j perry paving look for them on facebook and call 401-732-1730 remember no one's better to veterans than j perry paving call them today 401-732-1730 high quality fair pricing exceptional service free estimate j perry paving 401-732-1730 remain healthy stop it and see marie at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland you can also look for on facebook but call her 401 401- 305 3585 you know the building it's that historic white church diagonally across from davenport restaurant it's my health what do you find inside well first of all great service great selection vitamins herbal remedies from trusted companies local products like ice honey maple syrup beef fresh gum over 250 bulk herbs teas and spices plus hemp and cbd products natural skin care it's my health poppin and see marie 1099 mendon road in cumberland there's things for your pets there's things for your children there's things for your health stay healthy at it's my health 1099 mendon road in cumberland again call marie 401-305-3585 diagonally across from davenport restaurant 